Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Superview Show Network. I am joined by my two incredible good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, joining you from the phone today. My computer's broke. Oh, boo. Hey, hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to poo. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I see you have your pumpkin shirt on, Kyle. Well well done, sir. Tomorrow's the big day, so you want to make sure you represent. So I got Fear Factory because, you know, scary stuff. Uh, JT, what did you do for Halloween? Uh, oh, I, I haven't. You brought your Ace Ventura hair there. Uh, good job. Well done, sir. There I like it. My, I my like hair it. looks, my hair looks no, like, uh, like Ace Ventura Pet Detective. There we go. As a uh, a man of no hair, I, I hate you both, and I'll uh, see you in the parking lot. Yes. For those, you can flash Mike's address up on there really quick, and he can, you can go hate on Easy. There. Easy. <laughs> no, I'm Easy. Just kidding. All right. Uh, anyways, I have, I, of, I have a lot of haters. People hate me on this channel. From <laughs> the Taylor Swift Midnight's discussion, anyone? Anyways, just kidding. Err, no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, um, no, as the title of this podcast suggests, for tonight we're going to do a, some discussions on Blink-182's One More Time, the most recent release by Blink-182 after they re- reformed and after they um, got back together and they did the reunion tour. They just put out their new album, Blink-182's One More Time. Um. I want to let Kyle go first because because we let because for those of you who remember way back when the world of the early days of our show, we actually did a career discography breakdown of their whole catalog. Um, and Kyle, and he's, you know, he's a big fan of the band, and I and I did see them too back in May as well. But uh, but Kyle, what do you got for um one more time, especially especially coming off of nine? You know what I mean? So yeah, coming off of nine, which is probably easily, I would say one of my least favorite by them. Uh, it just kind of felt directionless. Kind of felt like they were trying to get a more like mainstream, not mainstream, but I guess a younger audience. Really trying to adapt to that like TikTok crowd didn't really work all around for me. I don't see myself revisiting that one all that much. Having said that, though, California, I am one of the people with the uh, unpopular opinion that that was a fantastic record. Um, but you know, it did lack the core trio that is the classic Blink-182 of Mark, Tom, and Travis. Uh, not saying that Matt Skiba did a bad job or anything, because I think he did a, he was a great replacement. He was a great temporary replacement. So, you know, with Tom coming back into the band here, coming back into the fold, it was kind of, well, what do we expect? Is it going to be like the first reunion where it felt disjointed? They didn't record anything in the same room as each other. They wrote the album and just recorded through computers from like states away, different locations and neighborhoods. You can tell it's very disjointed. It doesn't sound great. It sounds like angels and airwaves featuring Mark Hoppus. But I'm glad to say on this one, we didn't get that on this one. This is a very classic uh, return to form for Blink in a way that is representative, I would say, of all of their different eras, which is. A breath of fresh air, really, because I was kind of worried they were going to come back and do strictly <laughs> songs that were going to be reminiscent of like the Untitled record, which, again, I have the unpopular opinion that's kind of a mid record outside of, like the hits from that. I don't really revisit much of it. Uh, what I like for my Blink-182 is fun pop punk songs. The, so- the serious songs never really did much for me outside of like Adam's song, uh, Stay Together for the Kids. Uh, or even the most recent one more time. Uh, outside of those, 
I would just go to Blink for fun, upbeat pop punk music. You know, got to throw a couple like dick jokes in there. Love that. It's great. That's what I want. I want a nostalgic. I want music that's going to make me feel like a nostalgic teenager again. And uh, I would say about half this album does that very well for me. Uh, you know, coming off the the first single, I guess being edging about a year ago before the yeah. album came out. A lot of people weren't that into it. I love that song. It did exactly what it had to do. It showed them coming back as here we are. We're back. Here's a fun pop punk song. It was nothing serious. It was just here. Look, we're back. It's the three of us again. And it, I, it did a great job at that. Uh, and then fast forward about a year or so, a little less than a year to when uh, One More Time came out as, I guess, what you would call the first real single of the album, in my opinion, seeing as Edging was a year ago. And uh, wow, that really blew me away. That was uh, not expected to be like the album announcement song, be a slow ballad. But I think it's exactly what the fans needed to hear was just kind of like, hey, we know we've messed this up before. We're not messing it up again. You know, we we worked out our stuff. Here, like, here we are, we're back. So, JT, I don't know if you want to pull up that track list. So I'm going to be mostly discussing the uh, standard track list here. I didn't get too much of a chance to listen to the digital exclusive tracks that they released uh, this past weekend or so, whenever those came out. So I'll just stick to the primarily the main track list here. Uh, starting off with Anthem Part 3, something that I'm really glad that we got, uh, really completes that trilogy, rounds it out. With that said, it's probably, again, unpopular opinion here, I know, from what I've seen in the fandom, uh, probably my least favorite of the trilogy. It's good, but it suffers from something that uh, is something I'll touch on for other songs on here too, is that the production on it is not great and what i mean by that is so travis produced this record it's very apparent that that's the case the drum production on here in certain tracks is so loud that it overpowers everything else going on to the point where sometimes it just sounds staticky that happens here overall still a good song better production could have improved it a bit this song also production wise suffers from the vocals feeling very processed, which is another theme throughout this record that happens. Mark and Tom, not the most uh, talented vocalists, we could say, not the most proficiently skilled. So you do see a lot of like pitch correction, auto tune here and there. But certain songs, just it's more noticeable than others. I felt this was one of those. It's an eight out of 10 for me, though. It's well written, it's done well. Uh, Dance With Me, favorite of the album. This is classic Blink-182. When I first read the lyrics before hearing the song, and I read it, the lyrics to the chorus were, ole, 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 I was like, oh no, this is going to be corny. But no, it actually worked really well for me. Uh, it's such a fun, upbeat song. Uh, and then when you get to the end, that like bridge towards the end of the song, it works great. Uh, straight 10 out of 10 there. Uh, you go to Fell in Love, you know, samples The Cure. Pretty good song. At first, I wasn't too into it. It did grow on me. It's kind of just like some radio pop going on. Nothing too standout. 
nothing but it's a great song uh i hover between like an eight and a nine on this one i can go either way which brings me to one of my least favorites which is still a good song when i say least favorites for this record uh it still means that it's a decent to good track uh seven out of ten for terrified reason being the verses are fantastic i love tom's voice in the verses the melodies are great but the chorus just feels like it doesn't fit for me something about it doesn't work also jt i know you try to keep this pg-13 uh again it'd be a little difficult with this album but i can't maybe this is just me i can't not hear the words welcome in the chorus <laughs> from the minute i heard it and now i can't unhear it and it just throws me off but that chorus it's a little bit rough i know this is a fan favorite from this from the album but seven out of ten for me and then one more time already touched on 10 out of 10 did exactly what it had to do uh going into more uh, more than you know another 10 out of 10 another favorite on here for me uh you know, starting off with that slow piano intro after one more time, then really launching into it. I mean, Travis Barker breaks out the double bass here for a bit. Uh, it really shows this, in my opinion, this is where Tom, uh, yeah, Tom and Mark, they trade verses back and forth. I feel like this is one that really showcases their ability to sing vocals together back and forth the best. Uh, 10 out of 10, great lyrics too. They get to the first like joke song of the record, turn this off. I mean, it's a fun joke song. It's about all it is. Uh, when we were young. Don't know if this was written before the festival. Well, it was obviously written before the festival, but before they knew about that, uh, just they happened to be headlining it. Eh, it's a pretty good song. You know, it's very nostalgic. Nothing too special. Probably about an eight on that one. Edging, I already talked about that one. Uh, you don't know what you got is an interesting one for me because this is another just like terrified another example of i think the verses on this track are great but the chorus could have done so much more than just repeat you don't know what you got it's just kind of cliche it's emotionally powerful i understand you know even though travis wrote the uh, the chorus to it but you know mark wrote the rest of it kind of around his cancer diagnosis and it it's very, you know, emotionally powerful, but I just think they could have done more with that chorus. And then we get to probably my my favorite toward the end of the album. Uh, I do think that the album is more front-loaded, but Blink Wave, straight 10 out of 10. Not what I expected to hear on the album, but I love the uh, 80s pop uh, aesthetic in there. Uh, following, especially in the chorus, the way that the synth kind of follows the vocal melody really like it kind of breathed a breath of fresh air into the album at this point uh 10 out of 10 and bad news this suffers again from that same production thing with the drums that i was talking about where at times it just sounds staticky because the drums are just mixed so loudly in there uh but again it's not a bad song I'll probably give it about an eight per interlude didn't need it this is a five I don't think this adds anything or really detracts anything from the album as a whole. It's just kind of there. I wouldn't go back and listen to it. Turpentine, 10 out of 10. Great track. Um, I don't really know what else to say about this one other than it's just, again, like more, this is more classic blank. I guess if you were a fan of like the untitled record, it falls more into that 
uh, but it's well done. Tom really shines on this one. This is probably, I would say, out of all the songs, it's probably Tom's shining moment. Uh, Fuckface, this is a 5 out of 10. This was, I believe, written originally for Travis Barker during COVID, was writing a hardcore EP that never really saw the light of day, I guess. And this is a holdover from it. It's just there. It, I don't think it really needed to be. It doesn't really serve much of a purpose other than being a little bit cringy. 5 out of 10. And then... I, the album kind of ends with a whimper for me. Other side is is good. It's emotional, but it sits at about an eight. It, I think they could have done more with it. They could have really. That's your low rating. For this man, album, and you you really brought the you really punished this one, Kyle. Man, yeah. holy smokes! That's my thing with Blink, Mike. It's <laughs> a bad Blink song that's not from like their first two records, where they objectively just could hardly play their instruments and vocally sounded bad is still a well-done song. Hmm. Uh, I think that Mark Hoppus's uh, vocal melodies on this one are really well done. Lyrics are great. I just wish, again, that they did a little more. I, if it was longer and they added an extra bridge or something in there, they really could have like heightened it even more. And then we get to Childhood, which I think ended on a bit of a whimper here. 7 out of 10. It's not bad. But as far as the album goes, it's one of the most forgettable tracks on here. I probably would have ended it with Other Side personally. I haven't seen many people discuss childhood like in the fandom, I guess. So I don't know where other people feel on that one. Overall, I think this album did exactly what it needed to do. It proved that Blink-182 with that classic lineup is back. They still got it. And to me, it really just showed that the band needs each other. When you have Mark, Tom, and Travis all writing together, it elevates all of their writing to the point of this is Blink-182. Like when you have Tom writing on his own with Angels and Airwaves, it doesn't really work for me. When you have Mark and Travis doing Blink stuff as, you know, when they were with Matt Skiba, it was good. But it was missing that lyrical component that I feel like Tom brings. And it was missing just other more mature components, which might have been what they were going for purposely on those records. But the the core three of them really just work together. Uh, is it the best Blink-182 album? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, is it a good album overall? Absolutely. Uh, I would put it probably in the top tier of their records. I wouldn't put it number one. Uh, probably sitting at about an 8.5 on this one. If it goes anywhere, any change from that, I would say probably might go down a bit over time with some of those more forgettable songs, maybe getting even more forgettable once the, you know, the happiness of having a new Blink album wears off. But that's mm -hmm. where I'm sitting right now. I'm sitting about an 8.5. Uh, really looking forward to seeing them again in July. And yeah, I hope that this isn't the last one. I hope that we get some more after this. Need I say, need him say more? I mean, come on, you know. Uh, I will go next if that's okay. Uh, I just want to, yeah, yeah if that's cool. You, Mike. Um, yep. So, I mean, my, it's funny. My enjoyment of Blink 182, I mean, I, me and Kyle are actually on the same page as I love California. I think that album is incredible, Um, mm -hmm. especially in a, Yes, I'm a title track guy and whatnot, but that title track is I I, I listen to that on a, on my own time like all the time. Um, my I, I I've always enjoyed the earlier stuff too, all the small things. I miss you, 
you know, feeling this, you know, they've always been, a very, they've always been there, but I, this kind of like at nine was a bit of a questionable, you know, thing. We, we talked about that when we, when it first came out, I uh, know when we did our discography breakdown, excuse me. Um, I brought up on there that the, the nine album was their eighth album, I think, or you brought that up. I forget which one of us brought it up, but that's just a strange choice. Plus, in, what's that? Depends who you ask. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, I take Some that back. People count Buddha as an album, even though it's essentially just a demo. Mm-hmm. Some people count the live album as an album. Yeah. So just to, to me, if you only count two albums. Yeah, it's their eighth album. Okay. Yeah. Cause I wasn't. For some people, it is their ninth album. For some people, it is their eighth album. I, to me, it's their eighth. That's just me personally. But this one, though, it's funny. When Edging first came out as a single in 2022, and it's funny, they announced the single, and then they announced the um the tour that you know that we're, they're currently on now and, and, and into 2024 as well. You know, they're hitting stadiums next year, which is great. Um, I know as Cobb mentioned, he's seen them. I might see them again if when they um hit the area, the tri-state area, of course. Um, I don't know though. I might, I might, I might, because I saw them for the first time ever on this tour as well, and they were great too. I mean, they were really, really solid live as a, just a, as a unit, three guys on stage playing, you know, like like Green Day, same thing, incredible. Um, but you know, the going to this album I was like, all right, I'm Blink Winnie Two's back. You know, they're back to the original lineup and do the whole everything's happy, right? With this album, one more time, it's not that I. It's a very good record. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in the same vein as Cobb, but maybe not as high as he would go. Um, and I'll explain why in a second. But from just the track listing alone, there are some really great songs on here. Like, I mean, Anthem Part Three. I mean, when I first forget even listening to it, when I first saw that, I was like, all right, now they're back because Anthem Part One and Two from the early records, you know, there's it's just. You know, as Kyle said, you know, culminating that trilogy, it's great. And it, it kind of like came full circle with that. I appreciate that a lot too. Um, the one th- I, d- I didn't realize this after, until looking at this track listing, I didn't know that Ryan Tedder and Michael Pollock were writers on some of these songs. Those names, for those of you who aren't aware, Ryan Tedder is the lead singer of One Republic, and he is also a. Yeah, I know, I know, I believe me, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of them either. But um, he he's a Hollywood producer though, and like he he he's produced a lot of like more pop leaning records and has more a lot more samples and stuff like that. So seeing his name on a and he seeing his name and Michael Pollock, I'll get to in a second. Seeing their names on some of these writer on some as a writer on some of these songs, kind of threw me off a little bit. Like when you look at "Fell in Love" and like yes, they sampled you know the Cure as you know as you hear, but. For some reason, just it just doesn't sit well with me knowing that Robert, that Ryan Tedder and Michael Pollock, who co-wrote some of the songs on Jordy, and some of the songs on like Five Seconds of Summer's Five Sus Five, are dealing with Blink One Eighty Two now. It's kind of a little unsettling for me. That's just I just want to put that out there because knowing that Michael Pollock wrote a lot of the songs with, with my Adam Levine for Jordy. Look at that ended up. Thank God he only touched one song here, not like all of them. That would have been a mess in my opinion. Ah, uh, thank God. Anyways. But just seeing their names and there's other writers, it's like kind of like a ugh, I don't know how I feel about that personally. Anyways, uh, Anthem Part Three, solid track just in general. Um, uh, yes, it's gonna happen here, ladies and gentlemen. One more time is a great song. Uh, yes, title track guy right here. Yes, you can blame me later, whatever. Title track guy, go for it. <laughs> how perfect! If only there was a title track for nine, right? 
<laughs> Let's do it. Oh my God. Nine. It's a great song. It's about the number nine. Eight. <laughs> exactly. Eight. Um, no, um, but the, like just going through this over and over again for, to, to go to go to our uh, go to our broadcast tonight and go to our podcast. Like Anthem Part Three, one more time. Edging came out so long ago. I was like, it's funny when I first saw them. I was like, I asked the friend, my friend of mine who I went with. He's, I'm like, you know, Edging was the first single. Why have we not heard anything since? He's like, I'm not sure. But I know there's a new album coming out too. We're just not sure when it's gonna come out. I'm like, oh. They just released a single like a year in advance just to prepare for like the return, I guess. I don't know. It was a, it was a great song it's overall. What's that? I was surprised it ended up being on the final record considering it was released over a year ago. I thought they might have just be a standalone single. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why would they want to? I don't know. It was, just, it was literally so far. It was such a long gap between singles and song and the album and whatnot. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. But, you know, very, very good track overall. And it's funny, again, looking at the track listing and then going into the actual record, like one more, uh, when, when the the fact that Green Day and Blink-182 were headlining the When We Were Young Festival and then they, they released a song of the same name, brilliant move, just have to say. I, I, I didn't even make that connection until you said that. That was actually pretty funny. Um, But yeah, like Edging Anthem Part 3, one more time. There are, yes, we keep the show PG-13, but, you know, there's a lot of like you know explicits on here, of course. But what do you expect from Blink? Um, I, I it's hard to say. It's it's funny you mentioned childhood because childhood is like it's the last song on the record, yes, but it's also the longest one on the record at four minutes and nineteen seconds. I'm kind of I mean, it's kind. I'm, I'm kind of wondering why it's there. I'm almost like it's, I'm in a similar similar vein as you, but it's like it kind of like you got to. I mean, you have to end it on that note type of thing. But that's me. Um, just want to. Kyle, you might be the right guy to answer this question. Tim Armstrong, is he Billy Armstrong's brother, a son? No. Oh, he's not. Okay, I wasn't sure because I say he's a writer on Fuckface. I wasn't sure who he was. No, he's he's the singer of Rancid. Okay, thank you. I I'm not super familiar with Rancid, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, um, unrelated last name. Yeah, yeah but like, you would think, oh, it's Billy Armstrong's like brother or cousin, or whatever. But no, it's not. Um, but <sighs> it's funny. Like just knowing that Blink One Two is back as the original lineup. Like I had this conversation today, and actually, and I'm going to say this on air in my college drawing class. Uh, believe it or not, um, the art professor is a huge Blink One Two guy. He's like, hey, he's like, I had this conversation with him about this. He's like, you know, what did he? What did we say? He said, he said, he said, he has mixed feelings about them being back together as an original lineup. But and then I said to him, but I mean, because he he loved California just as much as you and I did. But then he's like. He's also like, I was kind of questioning about the new album because he listened to it as well. And he's like, well, I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's, it's kind of like they kind of went back to like their like their original like camping and not campus, but the original like cheese of like the when they first came out and whatnot, like like first date and all the small things and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, OK. And this is in the middle of me listening to the record, too. I didn't tell him that, though. But it's just it's interesting. It's an interesting record. And it's a, if you're looking for a record that's just fun. And it just it's it's Blink One Eighty Two back like in their prime, I guess you'd say. This one is a very solid entry into their catalog, I would say. Truthfully, um, is it like now? Am I going to go as high as you by saying you know Kyle by saying it's an eight point five? No, for me, I'm sitting at like probably like a like a seven point seven five, close to an eight. I mean, because the good songs are really good, but the bad songs, I, I, I'm not saying bad songs. The songs that, that I, I don't really go back to as much as I thought I would. 
which is really no, you said it bad songs you can't take that fact damn it mike i really uh, tried there <laughs> sorry oh it's like chess once you take your hand off the piece it's, the move's already done so oh, well yeah which ones are bad songs now that you've said it i'm curious oh, yeah go ahead and divulge upon that sir oh my god so anyways it's like the, here. it it's hard to say it's like the the second half of the record like it didn't fall short. Like there's some good stuff on there. Don't get me wrong, but it's like not, it didn't hold up to the first half, in my opinion. Like after, like after the intro, the front loaded. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I'm sorry. I know you just said that. Too. <laughs> I couldn't think yeah. of the word. Whatever, for whatever reason. So, aka, there's not a lot of blue font on the songs that you like. Let's just put uh, it that let, way. Let, let's just put it that way. Yes. <laughs> the, the Wikipedia page has a lot of blue yeah. on the, blue. the text. The one thing that disappointed me was my favorite songs, other than like maybe one or two of them, I think, no, other than Blinkwave, were all singles that I heard before the album came out. I'm in a similar yeah. boat, except there's a couple more here and there, but yeah. That's exactly why I hate the current trend of bands releasing like four or five songs before an album even comes out. Thank you. I'm fine yeah. with four or five singles, but maybe let's just release two songs throw the album out there and then do the singles afterwards because hearing all these songs every time i hear the album I'm like oh these are all my favorite ones but i heard these weeks ago i'm in a very similar boat exactly kyle just knows how to take what i say and basically make it sound better for whatever reason i'm not sure why <laughs> he just does um because sometimes i can't say the words whatever besides the point though um but mm-hmm. i know but seriously i i I couldn't, you know, the first half of the record, like the first, like up until about the interlude of Hurt, I was like, all right, this is like, it's really good. I like a lot of the stuff. But then after that, it just gets a little like, not necessarily boring, but just like, it's like, I, I don't know if I'd go back to them as much as I thought I would. You know, I like there's stuff on California I go back to all the time. There's stuff on, um, you know, uh, you know, take uh, t- take off your pants. Uh, what is it? Uh, t- take off your pants and jacket. Thank you. I think I think I know it was pants. I wasn't sure what the other part was. Like, there's so many things I can go back to on like Enema of the State. Like, I can go back to like almost all the whole album or like all a bunch a good chunk of that record. This record, I'm like, I can go back to probably like seven songs, maybe maybe eight. You know what I mean? It's just not all of them, but just like there's it's that's why I wanted to go with a seven point like seven five almost an eight because. It's still Blink-182. They're back. I just don't know what the future holds of them at the moment. I mean, I'm hoping for more, though. I mean, it, it left me wanting more as well. Like I want, I'm a, I'm a, I can't wait for their next record. Hopefully, it's a, an even better step up than this. You know what I mean? Like, this was a good reintroduction. Let's see what they do next type of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I, sorry for my confusion there. I'm sitting at about a 7.75, close to an 8, for Blink-182's One More Time. And I hope, I want, I think Mike, Mike and I were talking about this beforehand. Uh, Mike, Mike's original thumbnail for the, his wallpaper was supposed to be stink when eighty poo. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure how he feels about this record exactly, but Mike, why don't you dive into it, shall we? Yeah, let's let's uh, get into it. So, I mean, as these two guys know, and maybe some of our listeners who are more familiar with my previous videos, I've never been a huge fan of um, pop punk. Um, you know, it takes a certain band to really keep me interested in that kind of style especially bands who are not very musically i would say on the side of like i've never been a vocal guy for the pop punk i've always been like um straight kind of like musical breaks with lots of like um lead guitar over top of 
you know, the power chords. Um, when there's not a lot of that, it leaves me kind of feeling a lot le- like a lot less to be desired. I mean, it can be a, a common symptom of a lot of um, punk rock bands who just kind of do a lot of, you know, power chord stuff and don't really uh, split off into like more of the uh, layering of harmony and melody and all this kind of stuff so um never been a fan of blink 22 i'm not a fan of joke band like joke bands in the pop punk realm never been something i've loved um some 41 is one of the bands that i've always kind of been at fault with that and um when you try to be too funny you know like newfound glory you know these kinds of bands like when you try to be too funny and it just comes off cringy and just kind of um just makes you like cringe and just not and feel weird like that you're just like oh, i hope nobody sees me while i listen to this um kind of situation but um coming into this i didn't have super high hopes just because i've really never listened to a blink 182 album um hearing the songs that they've been that they've had for hits i've always been kind of like yeah when i'm in a certain setting i'll listen to this but on my own when i have control of the music i'll generally not play it so it's kind of like um, not a great relationship with the band's previous material. So kind of coming into this, uh, I didn't know what to expect. Honestly, I expected a lot of the same. And um, for some, in some ways, I it's what I got out of it. There was some strange stuff that I didn't expect. But overall, it was pretty much a lot what I expected it to be. Well, we're just going to kind of come down the line here. Uh, you know, the first song. So this is what's interesting about listening to an entire album. You get what's called album fatigue. You get what's called uh, repetitive or um, predictability. I'm going to go with predictability. And that is a tough thing. That's why we do this, folks. That's why we listen to full albums, because the art of the full album is dying. We're going into a world of listening to a track. and then Right. Yeah. It's it's becoming a, a hard thing to pull off full album of material that remains fresh that remains um changing which keeps you interested um it's not it's not easy to do and it's becoming even more difficult as time goes by so uh we kind of get in, uh, introduced anthem part three i'm not familiar with anthems one and two and i probably never will be no offense to you guys but um you know just coming into this it's actually uh it's a good start um, and when I say good, I mean good for my uh, rating on pop punk uh, kind of fans. So uh, chorus isn't too bad, but kind of stays on that predictable path. It's got some cool musical change ups, which I wish continued. Uh, but it left little meat on the bone to chew on. And then that kind of like it changed up and it didn't do it very long. It was a lot of the symptoms of this album are short songs. There's a lot of short songs on this and they kind of don't do what they need to do long enough and they do what they don't need to do too long. So that's kind of like what I encountered along this uh, album was just like, okay, this is okay. But then a part that I like comes and it goes and it's gone and it never comes back. It's just a quick thing and it's gone. And it's like, kind of drives me nuts. It's like, I like that. Why didn't that continue on? why didn't that keep going and it's like it's gone and it's the song's over it's two minutes and 21 seconds like what like my god like that's a blink in the eye haha <laughs> blink in the eye 
uh, of, uh, of, of writing an album. And, you know, you kind of, you know, you don't get to really experience some of the, the melodies and the stuff that they're presenting. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely left me feeling there's more to be desired. Uh, six and a half out of 10 for that one. Um, you know, just kind of, uh, it left me feeling like, okay, what's next? And then we kind of go on with dance with me, super poppy, super, uh, you know, fun kind of song, but it just a little too poppy, a little too, um, you know, yeah, I like fun, but like fun is nice. But then when you just like, it feels like too, uh, mainstream uh, of a song for and this is the most important thing I'm going to say of all is when it when you come from my point of view whereas you come from your guys point of view it's they're a band I've never really appreciated in the in in the mainstream uh, take like their take on the mainstream pop punk punk has always been a, a genre that I've never really liked the mainstream take on. So all the bands who, who presented a mainstream take on them, I've always had a little bit of an edge, uh, like an edge, uh, a little bit of a chip on my shoulder towards them, uh, towards bands who had the mainstream style of punk. So I harshly judge them for that. Uh, you know, there's been a few bands who pulled it off. The Offsprings early stuff was, was what had some edge, had some grit, had some in your face had some had some uh, heaviness to them but then they drifted off into that weird kind of we need to make super amounts of money uh quick kind of realm and it's it's a dangerous realm so um little too up a little too poppy little too cheesy for me um but still it's a fun song and it keeps you kind of tapping your toe to it so six out of ten nothing too crazy but then we just off the cliff with fell in love I can't stand the auto tunes on the vocals um, that I, that kind of kick in over top of some of the, of the, and it's almost like it's weird. It's almost like the auto tune doesn't come through until when they end their notes at the end of a sentence, you can hear it drag on a little bit, but you don't notice it as, as much in the beginning of their sentence or their statement in the, in the, in the vocals. It's like when it ends on the notes, like, you know, like you can just tell it has some tuning on it. It's really annoying. Uh, it's got writ too poppy, cheesy sounding. La 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 la. I, I'm just not into this this pre- presentation of of punk here. It just lacks edge, um, or just an original presentation. It's a three out of ten for me. Um, yeah, just just not what I want to hear. And we just kind of continue on that line. Terrified was just boring. Uh, it was strange. It had some strange things musically going on. Like it would change direction re- um, for a couple seconds and then it would just, it would do some strange things. It just, I didn't like where it was going and it was just kind of not keeping me interested. It gets obnoxiously loud during, during the end. Did you guys notice like vocally, like it, what do you say, Kyle? I said, yep, it sure did. Yeah. It does it. It does this like staticky kind of like, like, oh, I'll, what, like what did you say? The volume levels peaked when they were recording and they yeah. didn't, didn't compress it or anything. It was strange. And like, yeah. uh, yeah, I just, it just wasn't able to get traction. It was just strange. Uh, just uninteresting. Uh, four out of 10. Uh, it left me terrified to be honest with you for what was next. So, um, and then we go to one more time. Uh, 
I miss you. Oh, it's not I miss you. Excuse me. It's one more time. Excuse me. I thought I was listening to I miss you with the same exact cadence. This almost the exact same kind of, uh, you know, rhythm to the the song. It really is. I'm, I'm just going to call it I miss you part two. All right. So I miss you part two. It's catchy. It's literally a clone of that song, and it feels really safe. And to be honest with you, it's one of my favorite songs on this album, to be honest with you, because, like, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. I was singing it during the week, and I was like, stop. Stop, Mike. Don't do that. And I was just like, like, get out of my head. And then I'd be, like, hearing it randomly, and I'm like, damn you, Kyle. Damn you, sir. Like, you introduced What? I told you it's a good song. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as to say the words it's a good song. I would I would go so far as to say it does have a I like the fact that it's got this kind of um accompaniment alongside of it with like some piano and kind of like an emotional kind of song. Um I'm not going to go say it's a great song. I'm going to say it's a 7 out of 10. Uh it's definitely a hair above their first song anthem part three and uh it gets stuck in my head but along the lines of it just didn't really um have much else to it besides kind of a catchy kind of um chorus and you know that kind of just overall feel uh yeah and then we just go into more than you know uh overall this whole album drumming is great uh i do admit with kyle it is very high on the mix and it is definitely a drummer's uh production um but his drumming is great uh it, it really is and uh you know uh, you can't deny his ability and his skill um but sometimes it's not enough to save some of the other stuff um you know overall the lyrics uh and the cadence continuous cadence uh that he brings with his um their lyrics and their and their vocals um i was never a fan of blink Blink who's talking like this and doing this rhythm over and over again like they just kind of do that never been a fan of like that style of singing so kind of like throughout this whole album um when they do break out of that kind of like you know stuff it it does intrigue me more but um yeah just kind of a basic four out of ten um, for more than you know, uh, seven song seven is just an NA. I'm, I'm, it's not a rated song. It's just kind of it is what it is. It's just you know, pop. It's like punk rock. Yeah, let's put a thirty minute song in there, and it's just nonsense. Like, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Um, when we were young, chorus really could have been better. That hurts this song. It could have been much better than it is. Um, it's repetitive, and that's where the song suffers. Six out of ten. Um, then we'll go on to edging. And now this kind of brings to light a major issue. I was um, you have a bunch of 50 year old guys, uh, you know, talking about like some stupid stuff. And you can't help but wonder, is this band ever going to like move on from like um, some of their old kind of like. And now I believe in nostalgia, but I believe in doses of nostalgia. I also do believe in overdosing on nostalgia. Um, and the band does does just that. It does overdose on this nostalgia. And, um, you know, I'm a punk rock kid and all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, you're not, bro. You're old. Even if you're talking about the past, it's like, in a lot of ways, I feel like it's, uh, you know, like they're holding on to a lot of that stuff because they're today's younger generation on the TikTok and this and that. They're kind of trying to inspire a new, you know, era of, of, kid who's into skating and and um rock 
I get it. That's an important thing to invest in. But in a lot of ways, I feel like it's overdone um, vastly on this album. Uh, it reminds me of Green Day, this song. Just the, the way he's just like, he enunciates his words and, and uh, the chorus reminds me of Green Day. Um, maybe it reminds me of old and punk a little bit, almost like it's a throwback to that. Um, Auto-tune on the vocals comes through again. This is a 5 out of 10. It's pretty down the middle. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Um, then we just get to You Don't Know What You Got. Once again, uh, you know, drums help this. Drums help this, you know. Repetitive chorus, but drums help this. Uh, you know, it just feels like underdeveloped. Uh, 4 out of 10 for that. Blink wave. Now, I do, I do like a change-up, but the 80s feel to me... The synth wave feel to it just feels out of place. Um, I wasn't really impressed by it, but it just didn't really like make me upset. Four out of ten for that. Um, bad news. Uh, after you hear that intro and chorus, it's pretty much wash, rinse, repeat for the song. Um, drums kind of sound weird too in this one, almost like uh, he was trying to do some weird things to his drums to make it a little more, you know, artistic or whatever. Didn't help it. Uh, four out of ten. So we're kind of seeing a repeat. Four, four, four here. Um, her interlude, yeah, it's three out of ten. Could have used, didn't need it, didn't want it. Um, and then we get to the worst song on this album. Lyrically, worst song on this album. Like overall consistency, like consistently, consistency is turpentine. I mean, it's just so like, hey, we're gonna be like our old self talking about crazy stuff, and like you're not gonna realize we're almost fifty years old. Um, and it's just like, it's just tough, tough sell one out of 10, um, for that one. Um, I hard, I harshly judge, uh, songs on lyrics, especially when they just reach a level of, um, that they have in the, especially in that song. And it just does not help it. Um, 15, I didn't rate this one. It's just put it down as NA. It's just another kind of, you know, throwaway song. Uh, uh, just a, like a quick thing. Um, moving on to other side. It just it kind of sounds like a little bit like when we were young, um, four out of ten. Uh, childhood. Now it's funny. Ale uh, Alexa skipped this song when I was listening to the album. It went straight to a bonus song, and I was like, I look over at Tracy that's and I'm like, "What is that?" The new ver the new updated version of the album for digital put the two yeah. bonus tracks on other side and childhood, so oh. the album's childhood. No wonder I was just like, does does Alexa hate this song? Side <laughs> not great. Yeah, Two it was one. not good. Three out of ten. It was just yeah, I could do without it. So um yeah, vocals change. Uh, so I, I kind of did like a weird like rating um categories for this album vocals, including changing up your cadence, the repetition, the use of auto tune. Five out of ten. Drumming was eight out of ten. Great. Uh, chorus was four out of ten, and lyrics were four out of ten. Unpredictability is a three out of a ten for me. So with an overall rating of a four point five out of ten, you know it. I thought it could be worse, but it was kind of just. It had some fun moments at the beginning. I do admit it's front loaded with those first two songs and one more time. Kind of coming down to the rest of the the end of this album is just wretched. Like it's just kind of like a lot of just forgettable songs. Um, I think edging might. It could take a step up from a five to maybe a six, but uh, it wasn't as horrible as some of the songs at the end of this. Um, yeah, so it checks a lot of boxes for nostalgia. It brings in the that uh, the reminiscent, the reminiscent like feeling of like heartbreak that you've all loved with these albums and stuff. To be honest, 
view of the band that you want to know where they've progressed matured and sound doesn't really i don't feel they've arrived at that kind of area and i don't think they need to because they've created a band out of nostalgia and the throwback and i while i don't i appreciate that they're going to stay in that realm in order to kind of like um, play lip service to their fans kind of love of that i don't feel we get that um that ability to see where they would go if they could change their sound a little bit to uh, head in that direction um songs are too short you don't have a chance to really arrive at your musical point when you have uh such a short song um you know i felt they were running out of ideas um and they've kind of retreaded on some of them it is what it is uh you know it's a harsh review for me because it's just not my style so if you are a fan of this band you're more looking at jt or kyle's point of view as like a continuation of liking them versus a, a not liking them coming into listening to a whole song or album um the pop punk styles there like you know it's just never been a something that like uh it's been, it's very tough for a band to like make me really enjoy those styles of songs um yeah so overall just not my cup of tea but uh that is where i stand on it 4.5 out of 10 Wow. Crazy times. Crazy, Crazy stuff. Times. Kyle's gone. Kyle's gone. Kyle oh, Kyle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's like a Halloween thing. I mean, he was like a ghost. Maybe, yeah, Kyle, now, maybe, ghost. maybe folks, Kyle was never here. He's here. Never mind. Folks. Uh, theory, um, theory <laughs> canceled. Oh my What'd God. I don't know what just happened. Yeah. You're there though. That's uh, all that matters. I, I was, I was a little scared. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listen, guys. Ultimately, you heard what you heard, what you heard from all of us here. Uh, Kyle's was a much higher rating than mine, and I was about a seven point seven. You said you said eight point five, right? I'm sorry. Point five. Uh, eight point five for Kyle. Seven point seven five eight, almost an eight for me. And Mike was a four point five out of ten. You know, needless to say, we're glad. We're, we're some of us are glad Blink Blink ready to his back. Some of us are not that glad that they're back in general. Just want to say, um, but ultimately, guys, it's what you guys have to say out there. Jump down in the comment section below, share your thoughts on this stream and th- on Blink Radio Two in general. Thanks so much for watching. And uh, Kyle, is is um, Q and A podcast coming back anytime soon or no? Good question. Uh, sometime soon. I have the first undetermined. Did them, but my computer broke. So, all right. So it's, and then it's and then the next right week now. and then next week we are doing what? Uh, yeah, next week. So I. For the quick backstory, really quick, before we have to end our stream, um, I originally had our broadcast night as a set as as a Halloween themed album because now I'm turning thirty this year. Uh, Meatloaf's Bad NFL Two, and that's what I originally had our broadcast as tonight. But then I was like, oh my god, because and I forgot I was listening to that, listening to that today for a little bit, and I was like, oh my god, wait, we're doing Blink One Eight Two today, so I forgot about that. That's okay though. <laughs> Um, but it's all good though. But next week we're gonna do we're gonna do Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell two from nineteen ninety three. Um, well that should be in very interesting. Very much hard on the harder edge as well. But yeah, look for that next week coming for us here at the from us here from Career Perspectives. Thanks so much for watching, listening. However you enjoy us tonight, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and follow us on our podcast format as well. Simply at the Review Show Podcast Edition. Thanks so much for watching, guys. We'll so listen for all of us here at the Career Perspectives. Stay safe, take care, and be awesome.